Do you want to set your child up for success? Is tutoring out of your budget, or perhaps you're someone like me who just wants to save money on private tutoring? Is this a big school year for your child? You know, maybe they're starting kindergarten or middle school. Maybe there's another milestone coming up. Or maybe your family moved. Oh my gosh, I moved so much when I was growing up. And the kids are starting a new school. Or maybe your child is ahead and just not getting challenged enough in class. Well, IXL Learning is here to help. IXL Learning is a fun online learning program for kids covering math, language, arts, science, and social studies. It's powered by advanced algorithms. IXL gives the right help to each kid, no matter the age or the personality. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. That's right. It is school approved. So make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And how to be fine listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com slash fine. Visit IXL.com slash fine to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Again, that's IXL.com slash fine. This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun, and that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. Hey, by the book listeners, Kristen here. Did you know that you can receive a weekly by the book affirmation mini-sode plus the rules of every book that we've lived by? It's easy. All you have to do is become a member of our Patreon community. To learn more, go to patreon.com slash listen to buy the book. Again, that's patreon.com slash listen to buy the book or just look at the episode description from today's show. The following podcast contains barnyard language and some adult content. So, maybe listen on headphones if you're at work or around small children. Now, here's the show. Hey, Kristen. You're a pretty good gardener, right? I mean, I I guess I'm a passable gardener. I'd say your thumb is pretty green. On this show alone, we have heard you grow houseplants, mushrooms, tomatoes, probably a few other things. Yeah. I mean, I, I never really thought of myself as such a gifted gardener, but I, but yeah, I have grown a few things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would say you are very good at growing things, but I bet there is something you can't grow. And what is that? Money. <laughs> uh, yes. As they say, money does not grow on trees, and unfortunately, it does not grow on houseplants or mushrooms either. Nope. But what if I told you there was a book that says all you need to grow rich is a few thoughts? Well, I would say I'd be interested in living by that book. Well, good, because I'm Jolanta Greenberg. And I'm Kristen Meinzer. And this is By the Book. It 
In each episode of Buy the Book, we choose a different self-help book to live by, follow it to the letter, and weigh in on whether or not it actually changed our lives. That is right. And today, we are living by Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Napoleon Hill was a famous American self-help author who lived from 1883 to 1970. Hill was born and raised in a one-room cabin in the Appalachian region of Virginia. After going to business school in his home state, he took a job working for a lawyer. Around this time, Hill claimed to go to law school and become a lawyer himself, although there is no record of this. In 1901, Hill began traveling to different cities setting up jobs for himself, like starting a lumber company, founding an automobile school, starting an advertising institute, and establishing a charitable foundation slash correspondence school for prisoners. Each of these endeavors ended with charges of fraud or a declaration of bankruptcy. In 1928, Hill got his eight-volume work, The Law of Success, published. It was a big success and sold well enough to fund a lavish lifestyle with vacation homes and a Rolls Royce. But the Depression hit Hill hard, and he went into foreclosure. To rebuild his riches, he wrote another book in 1937, Think and Grow Rich. It was a wildly successful advice book that has gone on to be one of the top 10 best-selling self-help books of all time. In Think and Grow Rich, Napoleon Hill explains that as a boy, he was taught the secret formula to making a fortune by the American industrialist Andrew Carnegie. The secret, according to Hill, is mentioned no fewer than 100 times in his book, but is not directly named, for as he sees it, it seems to work more successfully when it is merely uncovered and left in sight where those who are ready and searching for it may pick it up. But, spoiler, at the heart of his secret is a money-oriented mindset, and once adopted, he assures us it's impossible to fail. In fact, he says, when the riches begin to come, they come so quickly in such great abundance that one wonders where they have been hiding during all those years. The proof? Hundreds of successful men and women, from Thomas Edison and John D. Rockefeller, who successfully attained more wealth than the rest of us ever dreamed of. Here's how you do it. Step one, desire. Write out a concise statement of the exact amount of money you intend to acquire, the date of its acquisition, what you intend to give in return for the money, and any plans you have for carrying out your desire. Allow your desire for money to burn white hot. Become obsessed with money. Step two, faith. Aim to have only positive thoughts, as positive thoughts attract positive realities. Eliminate hatred, envy, selfishness, and cynicism by developing a love for all humanity. Resolve to throw off the influence of any past or present misfortunes. Engage only in transactions that benefit all involved. And have a harmonious marriage with someone who loves you back. Step three, auto-suggestion. Exercise control over your subconscious mind by enlisting all five senses and inserting sincere emotions into your desires. Twice daily, read your statement from step one. As you read, see and feel and believe yourself already in possession of the money you will acquire. Step four, specialized knowledge. Attain specialized knowledge of the service, merchandise, or profession which you intend to offer in return for fortune, whether by self-study, apprenticeship, or other means. Learn from and associate with successful people. Present your specialized knowledge to the world in an impeccable way so that opportunity can see you. And never stop learning. 
Step five, imagination. Be attuned to the vibrations of the infinite and receptive to the hunches and inspirations that live there. Think and write, but also act as action feeds ideas. And let your ideas take on a power of their own, whether they're recipes, services, or simply a new name for one of your products or prior publications. Step six, organize planning. Imagine the job you want rather than focusing on the job opening that exists. Think of how you can be of service, for service is always of value. If your first plan doesn't work, replace it with another, then another, making each iteration more practical and workable. Adapt yourself to the systems that control the fortunes. And remember, temporary defeat is not permanent failure. Step seven, decision. Trust your mind and your own counsel rather than falling prey to the opinions and scrutiny of others. Make decisions quickly and then stick by them as the world makes room for those who know where they're going. Get in the habit of expecting, planning, and demanding the things you want and stop procrastinating because procrastination is the opposite of decision. Step eight, persistence. Push through your mental inertia, however slowly you must, until you gain complete control over your will. Overcome fear through the forced repetition of acts of courage. Pound the pavement, refuse to quit, and remember that the only break you can count on is a self-made one. Step nine, the mastermind. Ally yourself with as many people as you need to create and carry out your plan. Decide what advantages and benefits you may offer your group in return for their cooperation. Meet with your members at least twice a week and maintain a spirit of harmony with your group at all times. Step 10, the mystery of sex transmission. Approach sex from a positive and constructive state of awareness, mixing it with genuine love. Neither submerge your sexual desire or allow sex to dictate your behavior. Channel sexual energy into areas that aid in the accumulation of riches, like imagination, courage, and willpower. And if you're blessed with a high sex drive, take advantage of the magnetism that comes with it, as salespeople and public speakers do. Step 11, the subconscious mind. Speak to the infinite, not as you would if reciting from a prayer book, but with deep and abiding faith and positivity. Create a vivid picture in your mind of what you need, then clear your mind and allow your subconscious to transform your original thought vibrations into spiritual vibrations. Be prepared to receive the money and answers that will be presented to you. Step 12, the brain. Stimulate your mind through harmonious discussions of specific subjects with other people. Be open not just to their knowledge, but to the greater wisdom that comes through the collective. See your brain as your mental broadcasting and receiving station for thought. Step 13, the sixth sense. The sixth sense will warn you of impending danger and open the doors to the temple of wisdom. To reach it, meditate on your purpose and develop your mind. Reshape your character by emulating those you find most impressive. And accept without skepticism that all of us are the result of our dominant thoughts and desires. That's what the book says. And so that's what we did for two weeks straight. All righty, Jolenta. Tell us about your first week of living by Think and Grow Rich. All right, let's get started. I feel like it's like a race. There are so many steps we gotta get through. <laughs> so many, so oh many. Oh my gosh. 
Uh, let's see. Oh, so my first week began with a trip to my mom's place. I stay there when Brad travels because it gives us a nice, like, COVID testing buffer, you know, especially now that no one's masking on planes. He can mm-hmm. come home, stay at our house for a few days. I can stay away and make sure he's negative. Um, and Brad had to leave really quickly to go cover uh the closing of an abortion clinic because Roe v. Wade just got overturned. So, like, the mood was weird when I got to my mom's. But after unpacking and doing some, like, nesting, I sat down and did step one. And step one is desire. Right. So in the book, there's this little formula that tells you to, like, write out, like, how much money do you want? When do you want it by? What are you going to offer for this money? Blah, blah, blah. And so I did this just to acquire some personal riches. I came up with a nice number. And uh, here's my final result. Okie doke. I intend to get $500,000 in one year by using my hot very funny takes on being immunocompromised and disabled during a global health crisis to make wildly entertaining social media posts, a comedy special, and a book. Oh, half a million dollars. Yeah, you know. That's pretty reasonable. It's said to come, the book says come up with a number that like means rich to you, not like reasonable. So like, Uh, That's what I put on paper. And after that, with that reasonable plan, I started doing step three. And step three is auto-suggestion. Right. So for that, I did what the book says. I read my plan out loud to myself every night when I got into bed and just tried to really picture myself with that half a million dollars before I, like, closed my little peepers. But more about step three will come in week two. So, like, keep an ear out. I love a tease. Mm -hmm, Love it. mm -hmm. Yeah, the classic Kristen cliffhanger. (laughs) And what did you do after that? After that, I did a step five eleven combo. Ah, that is imagination and the subconscious mind. Those two uh, Mm -hmm. steps there combined into one. Right. So the book says you need to create a vivid picture of what you want in your mind. And to do this, I imagined all the things I wanted. And then to like better cement those things I imagined into my subconscious mind. Kristen, I'm excited to tell you I went classic Jolenta for this. I made a vision board. Yes, Jolenta. We have not seen a vision board in a while. Mm -mm. The old VB is back. Yeah, according to my files, it has been two years (laughs) since I made a classic VB. I was stoked. I hopped onto Pinterest. I sifted through images. I found inspirational. I made a collage online. And then I made that collage my damn desktop image. So that would just seep into my subconscious while I did computer things. And here's me giving a little audio tour of it. All right. Welcome to Vision Board Tour 2022. Here is a beautiful picture of a flower wearing a mask saying the pandemic isn't over. Hate to be the bearer of bad news, but it isn't. Here's a really cool, like, 
tarot card woman, like a woman made out of tarot cards. That's sending like the vibes I want, right? There's also a really cool drawing of a woman on TV because I want to be on TV with like a comedy special. There's a bundle of microphones and this really cool like bright pink and purple pop art because I want to perform comedy, like perhaps on a stage. There's this really cool sort of 90s line art solar system because like at this point I'm sort of hoping aliens come and save us from ourselves and global warming and the pandemic and Roe v. Wade being overturned. Um, There's this beautiful sort of lavish feast of fruits with also like some crystals thrown in. And that's it. That's Vision Board 2022. Wow, that sounds like a fantastic and immersive vision board covering all the bases. Right, right. (laughs) Very colorful. Everything from crystals to aliens, which is probably like A to C. But (laughs) 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 But like with that set, you know, quietly doing its thing in the background, I moved over to the brain while I ended my stay at my mom's place. That is step 12, Mm -hmm. the brain, yes. Right, and so the book says to have harmonious discussions about specific topics. And that is exactly what I did with my mom during our last dinner together. Granted, the specific topic may have nothing to do with like my plan for acquiring wealth, but it was nice nonetheless. So here's our convo. Um, and just a quick note, when we say balls, we mean meatballs. These balls are like intense. There's another one They look too. like your mom's balls. Now my mom's are smaller. Shars are smaller, aren't they? But they're, I remember them being huge, but that's probably because I was smaller. These are bigger than average. People like go to this place just for the balls. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, this is very cute and, yes, very, very specific about the food in front of you. Yes. Talking about our meal, the soup (laughs) and the balls. Again, nothing to do with my plan, but it was fun. And Kristen, to end my week, I got to go home. Yay. Brad tested negative after his quick little trip. So I went back home and I boned him. Which <laughs> I believe counts for step 10. Oh, yeah. That's some sex transmutation happening right there. Yes. Yes. Right? Having that sex. Yeah. Uh, with no shame, embracing it for what it is, embracing right. your man for who he is. Yeah. Right. That that definitely checks off step 10. <laughs> so that's how I thought and grew rich during week one, Kristen. But let's move on to you, shall we? I'm so curious about how you lived by Think and Grow Rich. I have a feeling you did not have the same plan as me. <laughs> Please tell me how your first week went. Well, just full disclosure up front here. When my week started out, it was not exactly about money, but I promise we will get there. So just forgive me. The, All right. the top of the week doesn't sound like it's about money, but but it does get there. So already not starting with half a million dollars. Great. <laughs> <laughs> so here's how I started off with step 12. Okay. Interesting. I like it. The brain. Yes. And part of this step is to stimulate your mind through harmonious discussions of specific subjects with other people 
And uh, I, I chose to talk with my longtime college buddy, Sarah. Sarah and I are very close friends. And we decided to talk very harmoniously about a subject that Jolenta already alluded to. Uh-oh. I feel like the Supreme Court just committed a fucking hate crime. They did. I'm just completely gutted. I feel like I might cry and I'm so mad at the justices and I'm so mad at every elected official who made this happen. I'm so mad that two-thirds of Americans don't even want this. Well, I mean, this is just the beginning. Clarence Thomas has made it clear he wants to reach further. Oh, I fucking hate them all. It's just, it's so infuriating and it's like, if the Supreme Court just says they don't want you to have it anymore, they'll just take it. It, it just is, there's, it's everything at the same time, which makes it feel worse. Yeah. I mean, guns have more rights than us now. So, Oof. yeah, in case that's not clear, when we started living by this book, uh, as you already alluded to, Jolenta, it was the same day the U.S. Supreme Court decided for no good reason to overturn Roe versus Wade. For anyone outside the U.S., Roe versus Wade was the 1973 decision that protects a person's right to choose an abortion. Yeah, it was a dark day. And uh, it's still dark, still dark out. <laughs> still very, very dark. And as you know, Jolenta, I was feeling incredibly lousy, so lousy that I canceled our tapings that day, which is something right. I never do. Yo, never. And instead of taping, I went to a bar to meet one of my girlfriends. Shout out to Laura. And wouldn't you know, the entire bar was filled to the brim with angry women just like me and my friend Laura. And we were all very upset, and we were all eating lots of breadsticks and yes. <laughs> drinking, and we were all broadcasting our angry thoughts to each other and the universe, just like the book says in a number of steps we should do. Yes, the book loves, loves, loves broadcasting your vibes into the universe. So good job. Thank you. What did you do next? Well, rest assured, the next day I picked myself up, dusted myself off, and got down to business with step six. Beautiful. Step six is organized planning. I like it. Yes. And part of the step is thinking about how to be of service. And so I did some thinking. I thought about marching. I thought about writing to elected officials. I thought about a lot of things. And nothing I thought of seemed good enough. And so I took a break from all that thinking to do some doom scrolling on the internet mm. And that's when it hit me, some inspiration via step 13. Ooh, and step 13 is seeing dead people. I mean, sorry, the sixth sense. <laughs> Get it? I see dead people. Yes. Listen. So I just came across this tweet from Julia Louis-Dreyfus, star of Veep, which I loved, and Seinfeld, which I didn't, but that is beside the point. She is kick-ass. She is feminist. She's an environmentalist. And um, here's what she wrote. She wrote, it's official. The fight for reproductive freedom is now in the hands of state legislatures. I'm matching $10,000 in donations to these 11 candidates in key states where abortion is on the line. Please donate here to get matched and let me know when you do. Uh, that's on Twitter. And then she has a link to the Act Blue donation site. And... Uh, I think I have an idea. So according to the book, The Sixth Sense opens the doors to the Temple of Wisdom, and I really felt Julia was opening some doors for me there. 
Interesting. And did those doors tell you to donate to her fundraiser? Is that what happened? No. They told me to do something else. And here I am announcing that something to Dean the next day. I've decided I'm going to copy Julia Louis-Dreyfus. I'm going to ask people... But you dance much better than her. (laughs) I don't. I do not. So I'm going to ask people to donate to organizations that protect abortion rights. And then I'm going to match their donations when they send me their donation receipts. That's what she is doing right now on Twitter. That's very generous. How much do you think you'll match? Well, Julia Louis-Dreyfus is matching... $10,000. And obviously, I am not going to match as much as she does, but I think I can still match a fair amount. Gotcha. So, I mean, what are you thinking? $5,000. Oh, Jesus, that's a lot of money. Maybe you should talk to your accountant first and just think about how much you can claim off your taxes or whatever. This isn't about taxes, though, honey. And I've already gone over what's in my bank account. I'm matching $5,000. Do you hear that decisiveness, Jolenta? Uh, yes. Do you hear that firmness? That decisiveness is a step seven in action, I believe. Yes. Wow. Decisive and, may I add, incredibly generous. Thank you. But I was not being generous quite yet. In order for me to give, I needed other people to give. And to entice them to do that, I did step one. And step one is desire. Yes. And this step requires us to write out a concise statement of the exact amount of money we intend to acquire. And so I wrote it out directly onto Twitter, just like Julia did. I explained that I would match donations to Planned Parenthood and abortion funds and other organizations. I was as clear as I could be, and I was concise because Twitter only lets you use 280 characters anyway. So, you know, no room to be overly verbose. Wow. And then I did step three. And step three is auto-suggestion. Yes. Before I published my tweet, I spent a few minutes reading it and rereading it. I injected all my hopes and emotions into it. Ooh. I pictured people coming across my tweet, then typing their donations into the Planned Parenthood and Abortion Fund's websites. I imagined receiving proof of their donations and uh, making my own matching donations. I pictured all of it. I put all of my optimism into what would be, and then I hit the post button on my tweet. Oh my gosh, did it work? Did you think and grow rich? Uh, Sadly, no. No. I received no proof of donations that day or the next day. I got a couple of likes, but that's it. I tried to keep the faith, a.k.a. step two. Right. And eventually it seemed my faith was rewarded. Twitter told me, look, somebody just responded to your tweet. So I was so excited. And uh, I opened Twitter and guess what the response was? They donated all the money. No, it was a note that said, I donated a big-ass stinky turd. A, that's rude. B, that's a lie. You did not fucking go (laughs) through the effort to actually, like, either bringing a turd in person or sending one in the mail. So, like, why fucking tweet about it? That is stupid. (laughs) That sucks, and I'm sorry. It really did suck. It made me feel lousy. And sadly, that's how I ended my first week, thinking about growing rich and receiving mean tweets. So, yeah. Well, I hope week two gets better. But before we talk about our second weeks, living by Think and Grow Rich, have you lived by Think and Grow Rich? 
Did it work for you? Are you rich? Did you grow <laughs> less rich? Share your story with us. Our Facebook community is always popping off. Facebook.com slash groups slash BTB pod. Or if you don't want to deal with Facebook, you can email us directly at KristenAngelenta at gmail.com. Ready for a new and exciting career challenge? At DHL Supply Chain, you're part of a team committed to creating innovative solutions for some of the biggest brands in the world. We're recognized as a best place to work, where people are valued, supported, and respected. DHL Supply Chain is hiring for a wide range of salaried operational and functional roles. Previous experience in logistics is welcome, but not required. All opportunities, no boundaries. DHL Supply Chain. Apply today at joindhl.com. This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun. And that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We are back. And Jolenta, it is time to hear about your second week of living by Think and Grow Rich. Did you earn that half a million dollars? I am dying to know. Well, Kristen, my second week circled back to step three, like I promised it would. Ah, yes. Auto-suggestion. So, turns out, reading your plans out loud at night is way less cute when there's a buddy in bed. I intend to get $500,000 in one year by using my hot money takes on being at, yes, and you know, compromise during a public health crisis. Julie, please. During a public health crisis. No, can you please do it outside? I'm so sorry, but this is anywhere that's not in the bed. Yes. It's one in the morning. I know. Your flashlight's on. Oh, sorry. I forgot about that. You're talking about how you're going to make $500,000. Well, I might. I know, but this isn't... I know. I'm sorry. These aren't the dreams I want to be having right now. Okay. Oh, you're just trying to live by the book, Jolenta. I know. That money was for both of us, but anyway, (laughs) I had to adjust and do step six. Okay, so six is organized planning. Yep, and I was able to change my plans on the fly, like the book says you need to be ready to do. I was like, fine, can't do it in bed. I'll do it during my bedtime ritual. So I started saying my plan while I brushed my teeth and before I was in the actual bed or bedroom to bother anyone. Oh, well, that's very courteous of you, and I'm sure it sounded like this, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> 
But I got through it a few more times this way, like, because I really had to time it out to the brushing, you know? <laughs> anyway, the next morning, step 13 kind of crept in. Ah, interesting. That would be the sixth sense step. Mm-hmm. I was getting a bad feeling in my gut about my physical therapist's office. The receptionist hadn't been masking for the past, like, month in this, like, teeny area with no, like, you know, shield or anything. And they're always, like, training, like, four people. They're always unmasked, so I'm always forced to hang out with, like, five to six unmasked people in this, like, small reception area. And, like, the last time I was there, there was a new patient who was just unmasked, like, the whole time, even during her workout. And, like, this is concerning because, like, this Omicron variant, BA5, is super contagious. And how am I supposed to get rich if I, an immunocompromised person, get COVID? So I trusted my gut, like the book says to do, and I gave the office a call. Here's my side. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like... According to New York State law, mask mandates do still apply to medical facilities. Because that's part of the reason I'm not going. Like, I'm on chemo, and uh, it seems like you guys just sort of stopped caring about, like, your at-risk patients. And, like, transmission rates are as high as February 2020 right now with this new variant. So, like, it really sucks feeling like I can't, like, go to my doctor's. So, Kristen, in case that wasn't clear, the receptionist was telling me that masking is up to personal preference at that physical therapist office. Uh, no, it's not. No, it is not. Right? Like, it just isn't. And no, no, no. And I saw your tweets about this, and I was very pissed, and I was writing back and forth with you, and I was citing, like, articles about state laws. Yes. I was so mad about this. It's like, are you fucking kidding me? You were very supportive. Oh, I was very mad about this. Well, Kristen, (laughs) actually, you are part of step nine. (gasps) Oh, yay. That's the mastermind step. Right, exactly. I solicited opinions about what to do on Twitter because, to be honest, that's where some of my most informed friends are, especially ones that, like, aren't near me. And this sounds counterintuitive because, like, the book says to, like, have a super close, like, you know, discreet mastermind group that's, like, intimate (laughs) and, like, blasting shit online is the opposite of that. But I got good advice from you, from a physical therapist, from a disability rights activist— It was super helpful to hear everyone's point of view and just, like, nice to get some support, even if it was via social media. Yay. And nobody sent you poop. No, no poop. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) That was just for you, I guess. (laughs) So after that, I got some specialized knowledge. Oh, yeah. Step four. Yes. Uh, I had to make sure I was right because I was like, what if like this facility doesn't fall under the mandate or something? And so I read all of the fine print and according to the mandate, all medical facilities or entities regulated under Article 28 of the public health law, which includes any place a licensed physical therapist is practicing. (gasps) All of those facilities must have everyone over the age of two masking on the premise. So I texted them with that specialized information. I texted it to their like helpline where like I had been texting them trying to get this information earlier. And uh, so here's their response to my specialized knowledge. Okay. The text says, 
It's a recommendation to wear masks indoor in New York State. And I say that is literally incorrect. The mandate says the recommendation to wear masks is required to be followed. And then I link directly to the mandate from the official New York State government website. And I also sent a little screen cap with the highlighted portion that applies to the physical therapy practice. Like, you cannot argue with that. But, oh, it looks like they are not going to respond to any of the stuff about mandates because I was just told to have a nice day. Cute. Oh, no, 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 no. Right? Not cute. So after that, I made a quick yet pretty well-researched decision. Oh, yes. Decision is step seven. Yeah. So I made the decision to stop going there. (laughs) Ever again? Not just that one time? Uh, No, I just don't don't think I'm going back. Like, even though it's a half a block from my fucking house, like, I think I'm going to find another place. Really? Mm -hmm. Wow. Mm -hmm. Never again going back. I like that decisiveness. I don't love, like, having to remind people they're, like, medical practitioners. Like, I don't like having to, like, force people who, like, supposedly work in wellness to, like, care about wellness. It just feels like a bad vibe all around. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Mm -hmm. And so the next day, I was surprised to see a call coming in from my physical therapist's office because I I feel like it was clear we were like parting ways. Mm. And normally, I let a call from an establishment I just told to like stop gaslighting me in a text, go to voicemail. But in the book, under the persistence step... Persistence is step eight. Mm -hmm. It says to do things that challenge you. And for step two... Which is faith. The book says you need to act self-confident. So I did a step eight, two combo, and I answered the phone. (laughs) (laughs) And then I frantically put my phone on speaker and tried to record it with my iPad. So bear with me if the recording is not great. Uh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry you have to experience that. Uh, um, Excuse me, sorry, but this is something that you have to go through. Thanks. Don't worry at all. I will be be confirming with the the, the operation manager in that clinic. Okay. Uh, Of course, all our clinics as well, but this Mm -hmm. one specifically, uh, to make sure that uh, our regulations are clear in that office, just to make sure that they as well are on the same page. Oh, look at that, Jolenta. You Mm -hmm, are being mm -hmm. assertive, you're being confident, and they are listening. They are acknowledging that you are right here. That's great. Yeah. So, like, not a half a million dollars, but I did (laughs) make an impact with my hot and somewhat, like, rage-filled takes by uh, the end of my second week there. Yeah, and you have more material for any stand-up special you do, any TikToks you do going forward. You have more content out in the world via Twitter, which all may help you in the end make that half a million dollars. It's true. It's true. I mean, technically, I gave myself a year. We'll find out later. (laughs) So that's how I ended my second week of living by Think and Grow Rich, Kristen. But how was your second week? Uh, Well, you may recall when we left off – I told my Twitter followers I would match $5,000 in donations to abortion organizations, but no one was donating at all. So uh, I started my second week thinking it was time to change my game plan, and I did that by enlisting my imagination. Love it. 
Step five. Yes. And one thing the book says is that sometimes our messaging is just off and we can change our wording or even change the titles or the names of products or whatnot. So that's what I did. I made a new snappier Twitter post hoping it would get more traction. I attached a GIF and I also did step nine. And step nine is tapping into the mastermind. Yes, because we can't just rely on ourselves according to the book. We need to ally ourselves with as many people as necessary. And I have loads of people on Facebook who I hadn't yet shared my fundraising efforts with. So I was like, you know what? I'm not going to be like Julia Louis-Dreyfus and just do this on Twitter. I am taking it over to Facebook as well. So I posted there too. Nice. I like it. How did that go? Well, it went about as well as a trash can on fire. No one was responding on either Facebook or Twitter. They weren't even taking the time to write mean things to me. They were just ignoring me. Not even a poop. Yeah. And uh, a couple days went by like this. And with each day, I became more convinced I should quit. But then I thought, if I quit, it's not just my pride that will be hurt because my pride really was hurt at this point. It will be all the people who no longer have access to safe abortion, the morning after pill, and all the other reproductive care that's on the line. And then I guess you could say I spoke to the infinite, a.k.a. step 11. Ooh, it's happened into that subconscious mind energy. Listen, I guess you could say this is a prayer. Um, not a prayer, not a religious prayer, but um, a prayer to all the people who've ever been forced to give birth against their will, like my biological mother, a prayer to all the unwanted children who ended up in abusive homes like me, a prayer to all the women who have died from illegal abortions. I'm praying to all of you and saying, I'll do what I can to ensure there won't be more of you. I'm praying that I can help you be the last. I think that is a beautiful prayer. And thank you for sharing it with us, Kristen. I really appreciate it, to be honest. Oh, good, good. I was glad I did that prayer because after that, my resolve was restored. And I was ready to declare, I will not quit. Nice, nice. And you know what that is. That is some straight up step eight persistence in action. Yes. But I still wasn't sure how to move forward. And that's when Dean inadvertently saved the day. How's uh, how's the fundraising going? Um, not so good, but I'm not giving up. I'm going to, you know, oh. keep, keep going at it. Uh, I haven't seen anything on your Instagram yet. So I just wonder if maybe it's not I, prioritizing your post in some way. I didn't post on Instagram because there's no way for people to send me their receipts there. So... I would just have to trust people on the honor system. So I only posted oh, on wait, wait, wait. Twitter. They can just direct message you their receipts. No, they can't. You can um, send hearts or face emojis, or you can type like, oh, love it. Or like you or Paul or Jen, sometimes you forward me videos of like animals and stuff, um, but you can't actually send photos of receipts there. Let me show you something, sweetie. Oh, I'm really glad Dean was there because I was just yelling at this audio clip right when Dean was like, what? I'm like, no, Kristen, you're talking lies. You're just spitting out lies to yourself. Hello. If anybody has not been listening to this show for 10 seasons, 
Just heads up, I'm a Luddite. We all know I'm a Luddite here. I mean, I know you don't know how the internet works, but like most places you can message, you can always send a picture. Like that's just a good rule of thumb. Well, when you leave comments on Instagram, you can't comment with a photo. But the, but messaging's different. Ugh, wow. I did not know that. Thank you, Dean. Huh. <laughs> like tr- lowering my blood pressure now. I know Dean's <laughs> always there to help. I have to say, I'm glad he was there because I didn't see anything about this until I saw your Instagram post about it. Oh, God. You didn't see my multiple posts on Twitter or nope. anything? No. I maybe did afterwards, <laughs> but like the Insta is what I remember. Wow. I'm glad I got that specialized knowledge, uh, a.k.a. Step, step 4, four. Dean. <laughs> yes. And uh, with that knowledge, I made the decision to tap into step 10. Ooh, sex transmution. I'm curious. <laughs> yes. And one part of this step is to use your magnetism the way salespeople and public speakers do. So I poured all my magnetism into a sparkling Instagram post, as well as an enticing Instagram story. I shared my passion for the cause and my commitment to matching donations up to $5,000. And then faster than I ever could have imagined this happened. You know, the call for action I put up on Instagram about 15 hours ago? Uh Uh-huh. The goal has already been met. (gasps) $5,000 in donations from all the other folks out there. And I'm very emotional. (laughs) I'm trying not to cry. I am crying. That's amazing. You have inspired people to donate. You've doubled their donations. You've... I don't know if I inspired them. I just feel like they already were doing it. And then they made me feel less alone. They made me feel less alone in my outrage. And... It's incredible that you have that kind of network of supporters. Oh, that's awesome, hon. I'm so proud of you. Yay! Yay, indeed. And, by the way, in the end... I did not end up donating $5,000. I donated $5,151 because that's Ooh. what the receipts added up to. So That feels like a lucky number, 5151. It does, doesn't it? That's our it? new like official show lucky number. Love it. Yes, yes, yes. So I just want to give a quick shout out, a huge thank you to everyone who donated. Thank you, Owen, Tara, Alicia, Dana, Isabel, Rochelle, Sabine, Mira, Adrian, Jillian, Janine, Kimberly, Christine, Chanel, Eliza, Kelly, Alicia, Katie, Casey, Danny, Christina, Jackie, Ellen, Jody, Sonia, Amanda, Rosemary, Shannon, Liz. And thank you also to the lone donor who came through at the last minute on Twitter, yeah. Christine Renee. Thank you so much, all of you. You really filled my heart and reminded me that we're in this together. Oh, yay. Round of applause. Yay, all of you. Applause for all of you. Like, seriously, job well done, all of you. Yes. Thank you, all of you. That is amazing, amazing work. And I assume that's where you ended your second week. I would try to count up all the steps, but it's literally too many to check. (laughs) Yes, that was indeed the end of my second week. A very emotional and um, satisfactory end to that week. Well, I would love to talk about verdicts, but you know we have to take another break. And before that, we would love to remind you to rate us and review us. Yes, you can rate us and review us in any of your podcatchers, whatever you listen to us on. Just look down at your phone, hit those five stars. You are all stars out there, and we love seeing those stars <laughs> on our show page. <laughs> 
Ready for a new and exciting career challenge? At DHL Supply Chain, you're part of a team committed to creating innovative solutions for some of the biggest brands in the world. We're recognized as a best place to work, where people are valued, supported, and respected. DHL Supply Chain is hiring for a wide range of salaried operational and functional roles. Previous experience in logistics is welcome, but not required. All opportunities, no boundaries. DHL Supply Chain. Apply today at joindhl.com. This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun. And that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. Okay, Jolenta, it is time to get down to business. Did Think and Grow Rich actually work? Would we recommend it? Well, first off, I have to say, while reading this book, I kind of just missed the secret. (laughs) You know? Our very first book we ever lived by. Like, I never knew I could miss the secret so much. (laughs) Like, at least in the secret, she tried to address, like, you know, if we're doing the power of positive thinking, like, how do horrible things like random cancer or, like, I don't know, World War II happen? And, like, in this one, nah, not a peep about that shit. This one, wow. Wow, 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 wow. Granted, it was written before World War II, but still, wow. (laughs) Like, sure, I got a doctor's office to comply with state health mandates. Like, that did happen probably, maybe partially because I was living by this book. And, like, technically, it's a chain of, like, seven offices that are now probably complying. But I did not make my half a million dollars. And bonus, while reading this book, it made me feel like shit. Because it is so, so blamey. It's very prosperity gospel. What you think, Mm -hmm. what you put out comes back to you. And like, yeah, I might be like a somewhat cynical bitch, but like deep down, I actually am kind of a softie and like want good things for myself and everyone around me. Like I didn't ask to find out I have a serious illness in the prime of my life. Like no amount of positivity is going to make me like not walk with a cane or make the Supreme Court like change their wild decisions they're making. Like I refuse to believe I brought this on myself. I refuse to believe we as a collective are bringing these negative things on ourselves. And like, because I don't want to believe that, and like, I just cannot buy in at this time in my life, like, the whole premise of the book becomes moot. And it's not like I made any money or grew richer at all. So, you know, mm-hmm. I just don't want it. Like, go read The Secret, it'll be shorter and like less rambling. This book sucked. (laughs) The Secret is also terrible, though. Full disclosure. No, totally. But it's like, if you want that vibe, read The Secret. It's literally more concise. Many (laughs) thumbs down. Thumbs and toes down. Same garbage, shorter book. Kristen, take it away. That was rambly, but yeah. Well, 
for my verdict, I just want to start off by talking about how the book is written. It's, uh, at least in the beginning, it's very much in the same writing style as Dale Carnegie of How to Win Friends and Influence People. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of stories that start out with someone down on their luck and how they turned things around. And that young boy was me. Listen up, kids. This happened. I met somebody at a party and it turned out he was the president of the United States. Like, there's stuff like that in there. And as you know, I liked Dale Carnegie's book. I, I, I thought he was very charming. Yeah. But the charm quickly falls away with this book because it's uh, soon replaced with a bunch of weird pseudoscience, things about, you know, the universe. There's ableism thrown in there. It's it, it's just a mess and it's very repetitive. And there are certain points where I'm like, how did he even organize this book? There's one chapter that's like a quarter of the book and another chapter that's like three pages. Right. And I'm like, is this what, what is this? What is this nonsense? And now you just repeated something you said two chapters ago. So I, I really, it was not very well written. Like I said, in the beginning, I was charmed, but about 5%, and I'm like, the charm wore off. It was not. No, 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 no. Like, how is this book a success when clearly all of his other scams failed? Like, I don't know yes. how this one, like, took off. Thank you. Yes. But, um, of course, we're not just here to talk about the way the book was written. We're here to talk about whether it worked. And I'm not really sure it did. I mean, I can say pretty confidently that the reason I was able to fundraise as much as I did was my pre-existing large following. Yeah. But did I have that large following because I put energy into the universe in the past and didn't realize it? Um, but a lot of me meeting my financial goal was also people feeling great passion for protecting abortion rights. Mm -hmm. And also the ease with which we can all donate electronically these days. Like, could we, within 15 hours, turn around $5,000 in donations in the past without, you know, the internet? We couldn't have done that back then. So part of it's just like the technological era we live in as well. So, yeah. yeah. Anyway, I mean, yeah, I, I, I met the goal with the help of lots of other folks. But was it because I wanted to more than in the past? Absolutely not. Yeah. When I was younger and donating blood to buy school books, do you think I didn't want it badly enough then? I absolutely wanted it badly back then. I did all sorts of things to compromise myself because of money. I said no to things I would have loved desperately to have in my life because I didn't have the money to say yes to those things. I had to say no to those things. And, you know, I, I just, I hate the idea that this time around I got the money, I got the matching funds. The idea that I got it because I wanted it more now just does not add up to me. Right, yeah. It's just a bummer way to look at it. Yeah, when I look at the other times I needed the money more, and when I look at people who every single day would do anything just to have an extra $15 in their pocket to feed their kids or to stay at a shelter for the night, it's just like yeah. so offensive to me that, nope, the reason Kristen Meinzer got the money she wanted is because she wanted it more than everybody else this time. Like Her vibes were right. Like, God, get yours un under control. Like, it's like, no, yeah. God, that is like just such a toxic mindset. And it's so transparent in this book. When it's, like, not being, like, just rambling. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, despite meeting my own financial goals, uh, I cannot endorse this book. It might help some people to feel motivated or to feel focused, but I, I don't feel like it will directly result in anybody getting rich. Mm -mm. Don't waste your thoughts on Think and Grow Rich. Ha-ha. <laughs> <laughs> And that's it for this episode of Buy the Book. 
Huge, huge thanks to our fabulous production team at Stitcher, Corinne Wallace and Marcus Hom. Thanks also to Nate Wyda, who composed our theme song, and to the Rizzos for performing it. Please stay in touch with us. Let us know your thoughts on Think and Grow Rich. Are there other money books that have actually made you rich? Tell <laughs> us. Send us your questions, suggestions, thoughts. Our email address is kristinangelenta at gmail.com. And you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at ByTheBookPod. Until next time, I'm Kristen Meinzer. And I'm Jalenta Greenberg. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. Bye. Stitcher. This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun. And that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com.